Hey Day Camp Pros, it's producer Matt here, and before we get started with this mini-pod, I wanted to let you know that this is a piece of sponsored content brought to you by our friends at Camptivities. You'll notice that in the newsletters and around the Go Camp Pro world, that Camptivities is a sponsor of all the things we do here, and we wanted to give them a little special spotlight with this interview with Andy. We're continuing one of our principles at Go Camp Pro that we are only going to bring you useful ads ads for products and services that are going to be useful to you as a camp director. So we've brought Ryan on not only to talk about the benefits of camptivities, but the benefits in general of having a robust plan when it comes to your scheduling. I personally have been that person sitting in front of an Excel spreadsheet for hours just trying to find the right sequence of activities to get everyone's needs met but make it work for all the things going on at camp. And I had no idea that a service like camptivities was out there or really any of the strategies that Andy and Ryan talk about in this episode. So so if you are in any kind of position as I was back in the day, I think that you'll find this useful. So thanks for listening and enjoy. This is the Day Camp Pod from Go Camp Pro, bringing you the best ideas, strategies, and discussions in the day camp industry. You can find our show notes at daycamppodcast.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Day Camp Podcast. We're joined again with my friend from the left coast, Mr. Ryan Rosen. How are you doing, buddy? Good. How are you doing? I am doing great. Thanks and for I having am, me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. You kidding? Thank you for doing the show. Uh, is this this your third time, isn't it? It is my third time. Like, let me just turn into one of those like Saturday Night Live things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> times like this. That's it's awesome. Great. Well, yeah, you're, you're worthy. And, 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 you know, I do get to see Ryan every single week. I got to give a shout out as I always do to my, my friends from wake, um, because Ryan has been spearheading a weekly call with day camps that has really been interesting. Um, there's been a lot of, cause, cause frankly, it's a wide range of day camps, all kinds. So different. Right? And, and from, you know, all up and down the, the, the West coast into Minnesota and Colorado Right? Am I missing anybody? Uh, we got Canada. We got oh, yeah. uh, Robin Hood out in Canada that joins yeah, us, right. and uh, so yeah, and and all a lot of similar problems. But you know, we're all trying to why why reinvent the wheel and and figure it out on your own? It's nice to to hear right. how everyone else is solving it. So similar problems, but yet seen through different lenses. Absolutely, right? And different you know, communities. Yeah. Before we before we started recording this. We were talking and, you know, Ryan was telling me about the crazy world of California and how people think out there. And man, it's just, it's just different, you know, plain and simple. Um, but we all, it's, we all have that growth mindset and we love learning from each other. So one thing that is similar though, is camp programming, right? Uh, to a degree. And, um, you know, to me, the thing that I've always struggled with was the set schedules, versus the elective schedules and trying to integrate them together. You know, every camp likes to say, yeah, we do electives and all that kind of thing. And then you look at their, their Frankenstein monster Excel sheets, you know, uh, Microsoft access back in the day, you know, I used yep. to have FileMaker. Um, you know, and you look at this and you're sitting here and you're trying to wedge these things in and you're trying to give them all good stuff, but wait, we're using this for electives and we're not using this and, and wait, what, what activities should we give? the groups that's elective versus which ones should we mandate for them to, to be with a group. And it's, it's, it's a really, uh, you know, I think it's an imperfect thing and it'll never be perfect. And we just strive for it. And um, yeah, it's a universal quandary. It's really fascinating. Cause um, when you talk to camps, they're, 
um, everyone has the same problem, but over the years, they've all come up with their own solutions to it. And many have come up with a solution that it, it, scheduling is so hard that they just have a solution and they just stick with it year after year. And in some cases, it's one schedule. They use the entire summer for one week and they just reuse it for nine or it's one day or two days and they just flip flop back and forth. I mean, everyone's using Excel or Access, like you said, something like that. I, I did run across one camp that had a plate model um, of uh, they would rotate the plates. And so the groups were on one plate and the activities were on the other and they rotated uh, one step each time. And that's how they figured out who went where, when. So there was no overlap. Um, it was really fascinating. Um, but uh, we all, uh, it was an innovative solution. I got to be honest. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's pieces of paper, Excel or, or a paper plate if you're that one camp. So, um, but we all have the same problem, just different solutions to it. Yeah. You know, I, um, when I first got into, you know, heavy duty, you know, year round camping, um, I was, you know, it's hoping there would be some kind of software out there and it really wasn't. And then um, Campminder, when when Dan started Campminder back in the day, he had done an elective programs for Camp Laurel at that time, sleepaway mm -hmm. camp. And he sort of just took that and plunked that into his program. It's like, you know what? If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, then that's what can I tell you? you know? Right. <laughs> which, which, which was fine. But yeah, there was still no, no real solutions. And um and like you said, you're sort of just banging your head against the wall um, with these kind of things. And also, you know, something that we talked about uh, earlier is that we're humans, right? And mm -hmm. it's just limitations in right. our bandwidth, in uh, the amount of time that we have as camp, you know, professionals. And also we make mistakes, right? I mean, you know, if I was to write, if I was to write a page of whatever, and hand it to you, you'd probably find a couple of mistakes as exactly. I would if you did the reverse, right? And when you're dealing with camp programming, you know, if you miss an opportunity to be able to give a group something good and then you're giving them sidewalk chalk instead, you know, that would be a bummer. Yeah. And there's so many moving parts and, and usually there's a lot of moving parts at the time when you don't have the capacity or time to give to it. So you usually have a high level person who's doing this usually late at night because it's the last thing that gets done uh, because all these other things have to happen. Mistakes are going to happen and everyone notices when you make a mistake. Nobody notices when it goes smoothly. Uh, but when they make the mistake, it's the worst thing in the world. And you've either scheduled two groups where only one group can go, or you've scheduled a group where there's no staff person available. I mean, the number of mistakes are, are are really endless. And so um, it it's just frustrating and it and it affects camp. And yet these people love camp, but they're doing scheduling because they know it's important, but they don't love doing the scheduling because it's it's a thankless job. Yeah. I mean it's like doing transportation or working in yep. an office at a camp. Right. Most camp yep. people don't want to do it. You have to find somebody that has that analytical mind. Yeah, right. when we started Liberty Lake, uh, similar to access, we use Lotus approach. Of course, yeah. And had, and had a crazy uh, thing that was actually sorted very well. That's all you needed. You need sorting. Yeah. Is that, that's the big thing. Um, and then we got, you know, when we started growing and it became too much for one person to do, I got very fortunate and found a camp parent who was a software programmer. Mm -hmm. And he programmed something for us, you know, using freeware, um, you know, and, uh, and it's been working to a point. And right. then... I stumbled upon this captivities thing, and it turns out that my friend Ryan Rosen is actually one of the founders of it. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, we uh, when we were in the same problem you were having, we were scheduling and we were doing it by hand with Excel, just like everyone else. And we figured there has to be a better way. And 
we looked and, and in fact, there wasn't a better way to do it. There was no software out there that did. There was school scheduling software, but it's so different. Um, it's, you know, facilities are different and the way it's used different and year to year is different that it didn't make sense. And so we went to it from a, a camp. We started building it for our camp for Canaret and it was working great. And um, as we talked to other people, they were telling us, hey, we would, we're interested. Tell us more about it. We want to use it. And um, and so we went to market in, in the beta in 2016 and we went to market uh, full on in 2016. 17. And last year we went to Tri-State for the first time, which was awesome. And then the world shut down on, <laughs> on that Tuesday night of Tri-State. So, um, but it's been, it's been really cool hearing, learning about other camps and um, showing them this. And um, initial response has been, uh, you know, we want that human element to scheduling. So we don't want to lose that. And that's my feeling too, is that you need, uh, let's take the things that are, that are hard and let's try to simplify them. Let's get rid of the mistakes and let's still give you the ability to modify and tweak it, adjust it. So it really fits what you, what you're looking for. Your story reminds me very much of Camp Brain 25 years ago, right? So here was these guys and they were working at Camp Robin Hood and mm-hmm. they, you know, I guess one of them had some good computer skills, some programming skills, and they came up with the transportation programming that was awesome at the time. Nobody it was really, you know, doing it for day camps the way that they came up with it. And the next thing you know, they had a company and there they were yep. 25 years later. So so talk to me as if I am one of these, because I'm already sold, right? I got to tell you. But so talk to me if I'm one of these camps that's got this behemoth, you know, this Excel sheet that you could just scroll to the right for the next five minutes and you wouldn't even get to the end of it, right? Um, like, 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 how do I transition? You know, why should I transition into something, you know, like, like uh, Camp Tivity's? Well, I think there's a couple of answers to that question. I think depending on the year, I think let's talk about what's happening right now with COVID and it's affecting how everyone's going to operate this summer. And so because of that, a lot of camps are being forced to make changes to their scheduling and how they schedule in a way they've never had to really challenge themselves before. So that's the first thing is that they're thinking about it differently. Maybe you in the past did full elective scheduling and now you're actually going to do it by group or maybe within your electives, uh, you're going to have a pod or a couple of groups that are together. So only those groups are, are choosing the various electives um, within that. So there's some different modifications that are happening. And within our system, um, you can run you know six iterations of your schedule with making little tweaks and adjustments uh, to see what's going to work. And it would take a half hour to do that on our system. Whereas um, if you did it by hand, that's you know probably a week's worth of work right there. So that's the first step is um, in this year, I think it gives you a lot of flexibility to adjust and modify your schedule and look at the output. Now, we also have a feature that's called the rainy day scheduler. Um, and you've told the system beforehand, like these are activities we use during rainy days. You can go in, tell us which periods, which days the rain, the storm's coming in and uh, run it. And it will go in, remove anything that's not a rainy day activity and put in rainy day activities. So it allows you to go with things on the fly that are just, you know, these are these are the pain points when you're doing it by hand. And you can't, most camp solution to that is we come up with a rain schedule before the summer starts and we just kind of use it um, whenever there's a rainy day. Um, regardless of what other things you've been doing in our system accounts for what you've been doing um, at the time. Well, that certainly sounds like by camp people for camp people Yeah, uh, to have a rainy day thing in there. That's freaking brilliant, man. 
we uh, we were going to call it inclement weather, but just you know, it's because uh, you know out west it's more for us. It's uh, it's too hot. The days are too hot, right? Um, versus a uh, rainy day. Although we did have a rainstorm in 2019, which in all my years in camp we hadn't really experienced a thunderstorm like that before. So that was a new experience. But uh, but that is a good know, point, Ryan. Because because yeah. I think I think that's uh, normal across the country. I think that people are having more issues now on really hot days. But it's the same idea, right? So at my camp. I usually make the call in the morning and I'm like, okay, listen, after lunch, we're not, we're off of the fields or yeah. we're off of the sports fields, you know, and that kind of thing. And yeah. then, like you said, uh, integrating in like the slip and slides and the, um, whatever, just more kids in the pool, you know, or yeah. whatever, if possible. So our system, once this, once the time is scheduled, once let's say your week is scheduled, if you want to modify um, the schedule as the week's progressing, or you want to tweak something, or for the next week you see a storm, uh, heat waves coming, and you want to make it so your fields are only available in the morning, you can tell the system that, and so it'll schedule that for that week, or even a particular days of the week for just the mornings. So there's a lot of those customization things you can do just within the auto scheduler, and the auto scheduler takes anywhere from 15 seconds to you know at most two minutes. Um, but the two minute camps are where we're doing staff scheduling and group scheduling, and there's 80 groups and 120. Uh, uh, activities and there's, you know, five days a week. And so everyone thinks that their camps are really unique and they are, but they all are solving the same problem. Um, and so it's a matter of what are the common threads. And that's what we've done with the software is trying to find those common threads and then give you the tools to still customize it the way you need to. Right. So this also reminds me, I feel like a freaking old guy now because it's just like, all these, <laughs> I see trends, I see things happening and, and you're hundred percent right. Like this, everybody thinks their camp's unique and all that. So, so I remember vividly about 20 years ago, walking up and down the tri-state uh, vendors hall and a couple of the database companies were like, yeah, we're, we're in the clouds. We're going into clouds. And I remember the resistance of some people to go into the clouds because of just the uncertainty and whatever, you know, it's a bunch mm -hmm. of BS, but whatever. Um, and, and I think a lot of the products, especially the technology ones that help camps, they're trying to sort of take you from the stone age where you've been doing the way you've been doing things for fill in the blank, 50 years, 20 years, whatever. And, and, and this is all about bandwidth to me, like, you know, it's, it, well, it's, a, it's, to me, it's, it's twofold. You got the one side, it's, it's bandwidth and it's like, you know, most camp operators, most camp professionals, I don't care if you're the director, the assistant director, the program director, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call yourself, you're basically overworked and underpaid and, and you can barely get done what you need to get done. You're, you're getting to the finish line right at the, you know, at the time of the test is due kind of thing. Right. And, and it's like, don't you, you need to free up time. You, if, if there's something out there that can maximize your time, you should probably take advantage of it if it's not, if it's, it's not too expensive to do, right? But then on the other side of things, I am just as guilty. Um, of, I like doing the things I like doing, right? Mm -hmm. And there are some people, so Skip Vickness, shout out to Skip, who was one of my camp mentors. He loved laying out on giant tables, all the program stuff, like he was a freaking wizard in the Game of Thrones. And he was just like, look at this. We're going to move this here. And oh, now we're going to change instructional swift. And like, he got off on that, you know, and that made him happy, you know? And and I, and I we battled that as camp directors too. Like, like I like doing Absolutely. graphic design stuff, but I have recently now, after 25 years, started handing off to professionals, not because they do it better than me, which they do, but also because it's just, again, it's just a time suck, you know? And I need to be signing kids up to camp. And I used to be interviewing people like I got to be dealing with the human 
aspect of things. And if something can be done by computers and, and expedite it, you know, then why not? It's a it's a really important point that you're making and, and you're kind of uh, going around it, but it's an important piece is that um, a lot of camps think about I've hired a person to do a job and these are their responsibilities and they work however many hours a week that they work. And there's a cost to them being there during that time. And so you mentioned, um, you know, if there's something that can make it easier, you should do that because, but a lot of camps we run into don't um, think about the, the, the cost of you doing it. So the cost of your time. And you said something that was really, uh, I think important is that you, the human thing, if you're talking to a family, that's going to feel different when you're trying to promote your program and talking to a staff member or a family, than if somebody else is because of your role in your position, but somebody else could be doing the schedule stuff um, and, or the graphic design work. And that's not really going to change the the output because no one can replace you on that first role, but they can certainly replace you on the second role. And the same thing goes here for, for scheduling is that, you know, why, if it's going to take you typically, let's say 40 hours to do scheduling, and you can now do it on a yearly basis in two or three hours, you have an extra 37 hours of time that you now have free to do other things. And in a summer like this, where new things are going to happen, you're going to need smart people who are available to jump in to fill problems. Um, take those, take that time, use that time. And then when you're figuring out what the cost is of that, there's a real value there that I think sometimes in camp, especially we, we undervalue your time and what it costs to have you spend yeah. the time doing this. Yeah. I know that m- the people that work for me are really guilty of that. They'll be just like, Hey, we'll do this. And look, it's only going to cost $1,200. And I'm like, no, it's going to cost two weeks of you doing this right. every single day. It's not just $1,200. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we. I want to go back to something you said earlier that I yeah. just think is so important, which is for the camps that didn't run last summer, which let's be honest, is most camps didn't right. run last summer. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be shooting into the wind a little bit in this, and you're going to be trying things. And after a day and a half, you're going to be like, Mm-mm, didn't work. Let's tweak it. And let's try this. Right. And what Ryan said earlier is that when you have an automated system and you can say, okay, let's remove these and put these there. And, and be done with it, you know, do a new import or export or whatever. It's a half hour, you know, and you can run it again and see how it goes as opposed to, you know, again, those Excel spreadsheets, which by the way, you can make a lot of mistakes in those things, right? <laughs> you know, also a lot of human error in Excel spreadsheets, right? And even if you don't use Excel spreadsheets and you're literally erasing and using pencil and things like that too, um, you're going to forget to market somewhere that a group got scheduled for something and it's it's yeah. going to happen, especially and, this summer. You don't want two groups showing up somewhere when you only can have one group there. And Ryan, if this is the third day of camp and you just tried something and it's not working so great, you need to tweak it now. Okay. And you're working off of like, you know, four hours of sleep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're completely stressed out and all that kind of stuff. You're, you're bound to be making mistakes. Yeah. That's the truth of the matter. Yeah. And you're having to figure this stuff out and it may or may not work. And you may have to change from Monday to Tuesday, what you're doing and Tuesday to Wednesday. And you don't have the time or the capacity at that point to be spending hours and hours and hours doing it. And it just, it's not an option. So uh, that's, that's, I think a really uh, valuable benefit this summer for our software, but in general, um, it's an area that, uh, you know, I think everybody can do it better, um, more effective and getting rid of those mistakes, getting rid of those errors and just taking less time. I mean, just to fill in the the sidewalk chalks and the field and the, those other things, um, 
you know, a computer can do that very easily with very granular, you know, information that you put in. And so for us, we've tried to take the setup time that you usually are doing at the beginning of the summer. We take that into the fall or this time of year where um, we have a little bit more of it. And then when you're running during the summer, you're saving about 80 to 90% of your summer scheduling time with our software. In year one, you're setting up the activities in the group now, but second year, you don't have to do that anymore. That's already there. So from a year to year, year one, you're saving, you know, overall probably 50 to 60% of your time. And in year two, it's, it's overall probably 80 to 90% of your time on scheduling. So, um, and we don't just hand you the software. We actually know what it feels like to be a camp person where you have the salesperson and then you have the the person who gets you set up and then you get passed off to the support person. And now as a camp person, in the middle of the summer, you have to talk to Joe's support person who doesn't know anything about your camp. And we just don't have time for that. For us, we have it set up so the person you set up with the person is the person who's going to support you um, as well. So you have that person, and we're all camp people. That's the other part. We're all from camp. So, so just to be clear, yeah. If I have a problem with camp activities in the middle of summer, I don't have to call Camp Canaret and talk to the transportation coordinator, right? Correct. <laughs> not my guy, right? No, no, not at all. Um, that's really funny. You know, not at all. Um, and Hold that's on. it. That's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a really nice part of it is uh, being able to talk to the person who really understands who helped you get set up through it. We want to make it easy. So that way in the middle of it, and we know that at that moment, you have that question, you needed that help with it. That's what we're here for. So, well, here, here's some advice to your, to your, your little baby company here. That's hopefully going to grow into a, in a, into a big, you know, robust teenager is that, you know, one of the approaches that my friends at Camp Minder and AM Skyer have taken with their companies as, as they've grown is 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 once once you start getting these good clients, you start getting a Liberty Lake and all these other clients, and you you as the as the software company as the platform start incorporating best practices also mm-hmm. from all these other camps. Mm-hmm. And and when you're talking to people, you should, you know have a yearly check in with people, and you're talking with them, you can be like, hey, you know what? I was talking to Banner Day Camp, and you know what? They on Fridays they don't even do their regular schedule. Right. They literally go all special event on Fridays and mm-hmm. they take their specialists and they become group counselors with the groups. And, and it's just like, wow, I would have never thought about that. Sure. And that has been one of the things, you know, when I started using Campminder, I was like, oh, but this is how I've always done it. This is how I've always done it. And they'd be like, you know what, just try this because it works at a lot of other real camp, good camps, right. you know? So that's, I like that. It's a funny um, uh, way to think about it, but that's we've run into that with quite a few camps. Is no, this is how it has to be, and then sometimes we'll say, "Well, is that how it has to be, or the way just the way you've done it?" And so, uh, but they're actually that's not necessarily how you really want it to be. And that just asking that question, thinking about your scheduling that way, is a really important piece of like. Is that really what's making the experience at your program, or is it uh, is there room for for t- for changing or to tweak it, adjust it a little bit uh, for the coming season? This is one of my favorite pins for those of you watching. Right, I got this a long time ago at a conference. Right, yep. so everyone in my office has it. It's it's one of those like Ghostbuster things with a line through it, and says, "But we've always done it this way." And you know, for someone who worked at camps that I worked at camps that have been around for long, long times for 50, 60 years. And then I started my own camp from scratch and I never wanted to be one of those camps that was always doing it that way. Right. Right. And Ryan took over a camp that had been don't doing things a certain way for many years and all that. Many of us are in that kind of situation too. Yeah. And um, yeah, growth mindset, baby. 
it's it's really nice to push beyond that and see what the possibilities are. And um, as we've been talking to camps and, and to your point of you know best practices, it's um, well, what are other camps doing? That question comes up all the time, and we're able to share with our customers you know some different solutions that people have had. And, and elective scheduling is one of those ones this year that um, is really challenging, and a lot of camps really rely on it and like it, and it's important to them. And at the same time, this summer there's a lot of risks with doing that. And so, how do we not lose what some of that, but also still do it in, in a safe way as possible? And how do we thread that um, and make that uh, that a possibility? Gotcha. All right, Ryan Rosen. I got a lot of respect for you, not just for camptivities, but for running a camp in California. <laughs> Between, I mean, everybody's complaining about fifteen dollars minimum wage right now. Ryan's had to deal with that now for I don't know what five. Six yeah, years. several several years now. Yeah. So, yeah. and now you know, um, I think you probably have the most at the current moment in time right now. You probably have the most cautious. Um, community of people worried yeah. about COVID, right? Because yeah. of what's going on there of yeah. late. And um, yeah, yeah, and and not to mention a government that likes exerting its will upon businesses, you know. They they <laughs> do. I I was I was talking to someone recently who said um, you're really risk averse. I said I think I'm I'm not risk averse. I, I I've opened multiple businesses in California. I think that's the exact opposite of risk averse. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, that's uh, it's a it's a challenging time out here. And and um, quite honestly, with camptivities, our hope is that it helps uh, camps do their do what they want to do much more effectively, faster, um, and uh, and save them time and money ultimately um, as well. So. Terrific. All right. So um, listen, uh, check it out, guys. It's what, what is the URL? Camptivities.com. There you go. Camptivities. All right. We'll also have this in our show notes at, uh, at daycamppodcast.com. So I want to thank Ryan. I want to thank the Go Camp Pro team, AM Skyer and Commercial Recreation Specialist for allowing us to bring this podcast to you. And like I said, check out the show notes and our other episodes. You can check out the other the other two Ryan Rosen episodes. Like we did a team one, and I forget the other one. Um, at daycamppodcast.com, as well as contact info for Ryan and for Camptivities. Thanks for listening and making yourself a, de- a better day camp professional. We'll be back next week with another full episode of the Day Camp Pod. The Day Camp Podcast is brought to you by Go Camp Pro and the Go Camp Pro Podcast Network. Find a podcast for camp professionals of every age and stage at gocamp.pro slash podcast. Thanks for listening, friends. Hey, Camp Pros. We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, we hope that whenever you share an idea that you learn from the Camp Hacker Podcast, Conference, Summer Camp Professionals Group, or wherever else, that you're quick to give credit where credit is due. That way, we can all encourage more camp pros to share the tips and tricks that will make camp better.